Hello and welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I am your host, Dexter Kearley, and um, I was pretty excited about today's episode. Recorded a couple of days ago. It's a Sunday morning right now. Just got off work. Baby and wife are still sleeping, so it's like this is the perfect opportunity to record a quick intro to this podcast, try to get it posted. So um, today's guest is Luis Garcia. He's uh, just a local Amarillo guy. He had the opportunity actually to leave, um, had the opportunity for the job to take him away from Amarillo, which seems to be like what everybody's wanting, you know, hoping for. Um, but he actually chose to stay um, just because he believes in Amarillo. He believes in the culture of Amarillo and uh, the people and uh, just wants to help make it a better place, which is really cool. He organizes the Critical Mass bike ride, which will be happening later this month. Um, and this, it was really fun conversation. I really like his accent. Like he has like a really nice, good uh, Spanish accent, you know. Um, and in this episode, we talk about a lot of different things, as well as like some of like um, how riding a bicycle actually empowers the rider. Uh, almost in a different way. It, it is in a different way, I feel like, than like a motor vehicle. It gives you a little bit more maybe power or control or something like that. Um, but we also talk about like erasing excuses and uh, organizing your life in a way that uh, produces the most productive you, I guess you could say. But anyway, great episode. Um, you'll hear more from him a little bit later this episode. Um, so I've got some announcements to make. So the Panhandle podcast meetup is August 28th at Recreation and Canyon, uh, 7 p.m. And, uh, I think there's a trivia night right beforehand, but the podcast meetup for people who don't know, I have a Facebook, uh, group started or event tab or whatever. Uh, you can check it out there, but it's, it's basically if you if you like podcasts, if you have a podcast, or if you want to start a podcast, um, or if you're just wanting to meet up with some people, drink some beers, and hopefully eat a rodeo clown burger. Um, for the remainder of this month, Recreation is giving a dollar from every rodeo clown burger sold to, uh, to Coben Puckett, who... He, I've had him on twice. <clears throat> he was a bull rider, got bucked off. The bull kind of turned on him, stomped him, and broke his neck and stuff. And and he's on the road to recovery. He's doing a lot of work, and he's working with, um, dang, I can't remember what the name. A New Life, I believe, is what it's called. He has an organization called Press On Foundation, and um, you know all of the money that they raise is going to help him get the treatments that are incredibly expensive. Um, And also, they're sponsoring other people. So the more that this event grows, the more people are helped by it. You know, the the more... It's like, um, you know, we're putting a resource in Coben's hand, and then Coben has taken that resource, and he's distributing it to uh, a wider need. You know, it's kind of a cool way of, like, focusing resources. So anyway... The Rodeo Clown Burger, if you buy that at Recreation for the rest of this month, a dollar of that goes to Coben Puckett. Um, Recreation, that's where we're hosting the Panhandle Podcast Meetup, August 28th. 
Um, and hopefully we'll see you there. Um, then um, August 31st is the today's guests, uh, the Critical Mass Bike Ride. Uh, I think he, I'm pretty sure it starts at the 806 here in Amarillo, Texas. And I think, I can't remember, I think he said that they're doing a freestyle ride this uh, this time where they're just going to, they don't really have like a, a destination, they're just going to go cruising um, as a group, you know, it should be, should be a good time, should be a lot of fun, so uh, we're actually not going to be able to make it this this time, we're going to uh, hope to make next next uh, months, but we're, uh, we're taking the family, well I'm taking the family, uh, my wife and Emmett to Meow Wolf in Santa Fe. So I think he's just now hitting that age where he will really enjoy the the whimsical nature of that art exhibit. So we're going to head to that. Sadly, we're going to miss out on the bike ride, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out on the bike ride. Um, just, uh, I, there's, there's, I think it's posted on Facebook, the event. Um, but yeah, Critical Mass Bike Ride at... 806 August 31st so that's oh and then um the other my guest uh two back John Rubin they're playing Yellow City Sound he's playing that with um, his band Mount Ivy and um that's here in Amarillo it's an all-day festival Yellow City Sound September 1st at Amarillo College um I believe it's free I don't think that there's any tickets to it I think you just kind of come and go um but it should be a super fun thing, so you should definitely plan. Those are several events that you should try to plan on hitting. Um, and now I'm going to thank our sponsor. Uh, today's sponsor is Happy Hour uh, Texas, I believe is, I think, but it's Happy Hour. Um, they just got their sign up uh, over in uh, 3801 Olson Boulevard. It looks pretty dope. Like they got, They got like a cool graphic design like it's like modern but kind of almost feels like a throwback like logo it's pretty dope but anyway they just got their uh their sign up they're opening the 30th of this month and you know they they are going to be delivering alcoholic beverages uh to gr- hopefully to groups of people so office buildings um cookouts uh there's, I mean, a lot of different opportunities to to have them come out and um, and take care of you. So you can go to happyhourtexas.com. You can place all of your orders online. That's another cool thing. You don't have to call. You don't have to talk to somebody. Uh, you can pull it up on your phone if you're at a place and you think, man, you know what we need right now is we need some drinks. But you don't necessarily want to send everybody out to buy their own drinks or you don't want to necessarily go and buy like just you don't want to just go buy alcohol. You know, maybe you have a time limit on your party like uh, like, for instance, exactly one of their most uh, uh, what would you call it? Like their target audience is after work, you know, so you get off work. You have a drink, and you don't want to necessarily hang out at work forever. So you have a drink with your coworkers, socialize, and then you peace out. You know, it's a good way to to make sure that you know we all have that one friend that just doesn't know how to stop. This is one way where you can put a limitation on them, right? You say, "Hey, here's a drink. We'll all have a good time, but before everybody gets crazy, we'll all disperse." You know, it's a 
super awesome. We're gonna we're gonna use them quite a bit for cookouts and I, even if just Shannon and I are here at in the evening, you know, I'm getting and I think it's kind of maybe possibly because I'm getting old, but I don't like to drink. I like to drink a couple of beers or have a couple of glasses of wine or whatever, but typically or actually not very often ever anymore, but I don't go through a whole six pack, you know what I'm saying? I just want something to drink, enjoy with my meal. Happy Hour Texas is there to take care of you. So you can uh, follow them at Happy Hour Texas on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Uh, you should jump over right now if you're listening to this and just look at their website at happyhourtexas.com. They're opening 830th or 830th, August 30th of this month. So the 30th of this month. And um, I don't know. It, I mean, it's exciting to see, you know. Uh, it's exciting to see a business launching. Um, Mason Smith, who is the owner, uh, creator, I'm going to have him on the podcast here in the, probably in the next few weeks, we'll talk about, it was funny because I met with him just to chit chat about the ad and we end up talking about all of this different stuff. So he'll be a good podcast guest whenever I get him on. Um, he's got, it's interesting. I'm pretty sure we're the exact same age. I think we both graduated the same year and we had some, uh, common friends, uh, like when we were in high school and then we've like run into each other a bunch of times since then. And I don't know, like the dude it's, uh, and he's got a lot going on. I mean, he, he's had, whereas my story is pretty like Duke Duke, you know, like, like gradual steps, kind of predictable. Um, he's, I mean, he's starting businesses and stuff, so it's cool. It's cool to see a guy my age, younger guy, uh, really putting himself out there and doing a lot of different things. So that's happyhourtexas.com. Uh, super appreciative of them uh, sponsoring the show. And um, it's, I mean, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool. So anyway, check them out. Um, let's see here. Do I, okay. So uh, I'm about to start the interview um but i just want to give y'all a reminder and kind of do like a i don't know if it's a selfless plug or selfish plug it's definitely not a selfless plug because it's about me but um if you will follow me on instagram facebook um if you listen to most of your podcasts on itunes give me a subscribe or subscribe to me and um leave me a review leave me some stars um, that like really helps in like relative. So like if somebody's clicking on a different podcast and several people have, um, have given me more response, you know, giving me some feedback, it bumps it up into other people's like relative, uh, Facebook. So if they're just like scrolling through or browsing and looking for a new podcast, I could possibly pop up there but that takes you it it i need y'all's help to pop up there and also if you're enjoying the show um you know share it if you will i post it to facebook and that'd probably be the easiest place um like i said i i got a facebook group called panhandle primate podcast um hop in there uh my you know one of my one of the listeners manny he actually listened to the John Rubin episode and then afterwards he had like some 
of his own thoughts. He had some of his the something that he had seen that he thought was relevant to the conversation. So he just commented it and left it in the uh, in the group. There he commented on the picture with the video or the picture, the link with a video. And um, I don't know. It's cool. It's it's cool to see interactions like that. It's almost like a delayed interaction because. I record the podcast, I put it out, and then uh, typically, or a lot of the times, I go on to thinking about other things, or, or you know, whatever. I don't, not necessarily thinking about other things, like it's a dramatic thing, but um, you know, whenever, whenever Manny commented and posted on that, it kind of brought me back to that conversation, brought that thought back up in my mind, and it was kind of cool. It's a good way of like progressing thought. So uh, anyway. Uh, like, follow, and share. I guess that's like the new, is that the new world, like the new pitch, you know, like I guess what we're all about. But um, anyway, thank you all very much for listening. I hope you enjoy this uh, episode and uh, until next time, peace. <clears throat> and just enjoy it, man, you know, do your thing. This yeah. is what I always tell people. Do your thing. Don't try to be someone else you're not. Present yourself, everybody gets nervous, everybody has their own internal, and then when you become yourself, that's what people like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it doesn't matter who you are as long as you're a genuine version of who you are. Yeah. You've been true to yourself. Mm-hmm. What else did you need? Yeah. What else can you do? You know? Exactly. So, all right, here, exactly. we'll start it off. So... Alright, and welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter Kearley. I'm here with Luis Garcia. That's me, yes sir. Um, it's funny, like, so I've had this experience several times where I'm talking to a guest before the microphone's on, and I have to keep saying, ah, ah, like, hold up, like, we gotta, we're gotta, we gonna have to save that for the podcast. But, um, so... Uh, you were your friends with one of my friends, Tim Ingles, yep. and I met you up at Golden Light That's at the uh, I think Fine and Dandy was playing. Do you know those guys? Uh not exactly. I know some of the guys, mm-hmm. seen them around in town, but yeah. I don't know them personally. But they're cool. Yeah, Amarillo is a small place where you just see everybody. Like I've had this weird experience recently where uh, I'll see somebody in real life that I see on in social media all the time and i'm like it, it's one of those things you always question like do have they seen me the same way that i've seen them and then we're both just pretending like we haven't you know like uh seen each other just social media circles man it's kind right. of a crazy and it's weird who they show you you know yeah yeah social media is a different animal i would say you know we try to different people try to show different sides of themselves but till you meet somebody in person is who they are mm-hmm. to me. Social media is a great tool. I like it. You can connect with great people, but it's a double-edged sword mm-hmm. where you just have to know how to use it. It has its limitations, like exactly. everything. Everything yes, has its limitations. Yeah. So, um, so give me a little quick intro. Um, just who you are, where you're from, and what brings you to Amarillo. Okay, so um, once again, like you say, Luis, or Luis, some people call me, but... Uh, I'm from Mexico, originally from Chihuahua, Chihuahua City. I was born there, 1986. I was raised there till I was 14. I love it. It was a great place to live. 
and then I decided to come to Amarillo so we could go to school because my dad was living here already. We stayed behind in Mexico and I told my mom I wanted to move here to go to college. I wanted to be an art teacher and I ended up doing something totally different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Amarillo is great and I've been here since 2000 and it's been good. I've seen Amarillo growing, different things happening. So let's see, what would that be? 2000 would be um, what age? That's 15, you uh, say? I was going to turn uh, 15, yeah. 14, yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. Time flies. Seven, 18 years ago? Yeah. Yep. You know? Dude, that's crazy to now think. Now I'm from here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And that's the thing is like Amarillo is like a black hole. It doesn't care if you're from here or if you're uh, just even passing through. Sometimes it just sucks you in. And it takes you in. And it, and once, once you're here, man, it's such a uh, – it's almost like a small town feel. Where even though it's a fairly large city, like I, Shant, my wife and I were just commenting on how how often we see certain people, and you know it's like once a week I'll just randomly see somebody that it's like oh dude I've known him for like fifteen years we just randomly see each other you know yeah. it's a very deep web yeah you know? Amarillo has their their own way that it's just a different type of town. But we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I gotta say this: mm. we take for granted Amarillo. Amarillo is a great city. It has a lot of things, but you hear a lot of people complaining about it, and they don't realize what they have. Mm. There's a lot of things to do here: outdoors, great bars, great food. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And the the standard of living. I mean, like. For not that much money, you can live like a king in Amarillo. It's kind of an interesting, an interesting place, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, very like versus like you go up to Boulder for a weekend and like you're like, dude, I got to get out of here. I can't afford to be up here. You know, they don't let people like me around here. <laughs> you know, so um, so that's cool. So where'd you go to college? I went to Amarillo College. Oh, Amarillo yeah. College, yeah. and it was originally for art. I was doing art. Uh, I was trying to be an art teacher, and then I changed it to graphic design, and now I'm a drafter designer. Mm. Uh, design power plants, and we also do residential. So, mm. yeah, but that's just to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the day job, so exactly. to speak. Yeah, that's cool. And so now, uh, catch me up on this critical mass bike ride, like. I've heard rumors of it for years. I've known different, like I said, Amarillo is not that big. So um, I actually know a lot of people who used to do that, uh, participate in it regularly. So it's been going on for a while, right, in Amarillo? So Critical Mass has been going around for a while, but not from my side. I didn't start this till recently. A lot of people have been doing it. And, you know, great people trying to start Critical Mass, having people getting together, right together. But then people move from town or sometimes they get busy with life and you got to pass the torch to someone else. Mm-hmm. So I love riding bikes. And one day I was riding down on 6th Street by myself like I normally do. And I decided I wanted to get a group together, you know, to celebrate the bike culture instead of just always about big trucks and cars. I, I'm not hating. You know, mm-hmm. we live in Texas. I respect the Texas way. But I think we need the bike culture in Amarillo mm-hmm. for many reasons. Yeah, I agree with you so much, man. Because, um, which actually, this is a little ways down my list, but I'll go ahead and jump in it. What is your opinion on Amarillo for like viewing it as a bike town, like being a cyclist, you know, being a bike rider, you know, like how do you do you view um, 
Do you do you see growth possible? I do see growth. There's a lot of people who are actually uh, writing more now. I see more people writing, and I think the potential is there. You know, a lot of young people, millennials, are staying in Amarillo instead of moving out of town like mm-hmm. it used to happen. Because, like you say, it's cheap to live here, and the culture is here, and there's you know great places to visit, real close. Oh, dude, in super town, close. And a bicycle. So yeah, I do see Amarillo growing, but right now the seat of Amarillo is doing the minimal. They need to do more bike lanes, mm-hmm. and we can get into that topic down the road. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like, so I have my topic would be is Amarillo a bike town? Because I think like the terrain is very interesting around here because it's so flat. I mean, I remember I was training for the MS one fifty whenever I was uh, in high school, and we would go. For training rides and it's like 60 mile rides you know 65 mile rides where you're on flat paved road you know i mean it's kind of incredible the uh to be like way out of town it doesn't take very long in amarello you know it's kind of a, a unique terrain for you know gra- gravel grinding type competitions mountain biking's great here i mean we got palo Kenya. yeah you can do great mountain bike there the, the, the point is just get your bike out get ready for it there's you can do road bike mountain bike freestyle there's mm-hmm. plenty of places you know to ride here in the city so are you like a fixie guy or like do you ride uh, a fixed gear i actually you... have a road bike but uh-huh. i do like fixies but i'm more of a road bike because i yeah. like shifting in my oh yeah my speed yeah <laughs> yeah dude. definitely it, see, and I, you know, I've I've known several guys who ride fixed fixed geared bikes, and they can ride them super quick. And but I don't know if I'm comfortable riding that way. You know, right. sometimes I mean, there's a little bit of an art to like that style of riding. You know, yeah, it's a different style, a different kind of animal. But the way I like to ride is, I use it as a transportation too. Mm. Not only is fun riding my bicycle, but I use it as a transportation. I love going. To 6th Street downtown, I live in Olsen uh, neighborhood, mm-hmm. so it's real easy to get into town riding my bike. And there's some trails, some bike lanes. So to me, the bike is a way of transportation and a way to connect with the city. Because like, you're going slower in your bicycle mm-hmm. than in a car. So you're able to see more things that you wouldn't normally see in a car. So with that, I think Amarillo has the potential to grow, to bring that bike culture. When when did you start riding bikes? Oh man, so probably I was three or four yeah. when I was a kid, you know, yeah, Mexico yeah. riding my bike because uh, I come from a poor family and uh, just having a bicycle, it was, pff, man, I feel like I was rich. Oh yeah, So to freedom. me, Yeah, freedom, you, you yeah. nail it, exactly. Yeah, you can cruise, like the amount of, I, I think back to whenever I was a young ne'er-do-well, you know, and the amount of ground you could cover in between because the kids don't kids today don't realize there was no cell phones no anything like that so you were told times to be home like be home at 5 30 and so the amount of time you could cover between 3 30 and 5 30 just depended upon how fat you know like you could you could get to other sides of town back you know if you were uh, so inclined you know Bicycles are definitely a means of freedom for a young kid like that. It is totally, and 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 we forget as as we get older, we forget that 
So to me also, like I said, riding a bike is a way of transportation, but a way to connect within myself when I was a kid and, and also going to the basics, you know, using our, our motor inside, you know, we're, that's, as a human, we're designed to use our body instead of always mm-hmm. riding a car, you know, from here to there. And, and we live in a country where, you know, we normally use our car to go everywhere. If we go down to the corner store, we ride our by our uh, cars. Mm-hmm. And not only that, whenever we get into the parking lot of Walmart, we try to find the closest place to park. Mm-hmm. We forget that our body needs that exercise. We forget that our body needs the movement. And the bicycle is a perfect way to exercise your body and to go back to the basics and join that freedom that whenever you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, they, you know, and I don't know if I'm sure that there's been studies done on it, but anytime I get off of my bike, I'm like more focused, like instantly. It's like almost like a like a like a tool you can use to focus in on something. All right, like because there's real consequences if you're not paying attention and something you know jumps up and or you know like you hit a pothole or something and you're not paying attention, you can hit the ground. You know. So there's like a consequence, but, and that's what is interesting. I don't understand why more people don't ride to work if their goal is to be productive at work, you know, like get your, get your blood going, get your endorphins up a little bit, you know, get all your veins, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and the thing is that if you do that, not only you getting yourself to work for almost for free because you don't have to pay these high prices on gas. Right now it's kind of low, but hey, eventually it's going to go up. Oh, yeah. But you're absolutely exercising. You're doing that work. Instead of going after work to the gym, you're already mm-hmm. doing it by taking yourself to work on a bike. You're exercising and getting to work. Yeah, it's a time. lifestyle. It's an entire like almost like life view switch because you're saying, you know, and that's what's it's interesting when you see people wearing like their Fitbits and stuff. And to see how much weight people lose just by getting motivated to take more steps. I mean, now you're adding an entire two, three miles on a bike to all the steps you're taking. I mean, the the effects are going to compound for sure. Exactly. So, yeah, pretty, yeah I, I agree with you 100%. It's pretty cool. And so do you see the culture like going that direction here in Amarillo? Because sometimes I see it and sometimes I think it's possible. But then I'll be talking to somebody and they'll say something like... It just pisses me off whenever the bike like takes up a lane like it's a vehicle or something like that. And it's like, dude, that's the rules. Like you're actually supposed to ride your bike, you know, like that in order for everybody to be safer, you know? To answer that, I, I do believe it's going to happen. I don't know how fast, but this is why we're doing critical mass. Mm-hmm. You know, 1992, that was the first time that critical mass was done in San Francisco. 1970s, Stockholm, Sweden, they used to do it, but they didn't call it critical mass. So now, this is what we're trying to do here in Amarillo, critical mass. Bring awareness to the people of Amarillo that there is a bike community, cyclists, people who are actually trying to make a difference, not only to themselves by being more healthy by riding bikes, but also helping the traffic because if you notice Amarillo has grown in the past five years oh it's crazy a lot of people are moving into Amarillo more traffic is happening 
So this is, should be a awakening for the city of Amarillo to add more bike lanes. And this is what we're trying to do with Critical Mass. Encourage people to come out every last Friday of the month, get together, and just have fun. Yeah. And then let the car drivers be aware that, hey, there's people who actually are choosing to ride bike. Not mm-hmm. because they're poor. This is what another thing I noticed. When you're riding a bike here in Amarillo, people think you're poor mm. because you can afford a vehicle. Right. No. I choose to ride my bicycle because I enjoy it, because it's better for the planet, because it's better for everyone. Mm-hmm. And once again, I'm not trying to judge the people who are riding, uh, driving cars. There is a place for everybody. Right, right. We just need to respect each other. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're trying to do with Critical Mass. Well, see, and I really wish that Amarillo would like invest in separating the traffic. If you have like actual bike, you know, like in Denver or any of those places, Fort Collins, they, they have separate sidewalks almost. Like um, the rails to trails, basically. You know, like it separates them completely from cars. There's no chance you could have a... A collision, you know, something like that. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, I agree. You know, like Denver, Colorado, those big cities, they have separate bike lanes mm-hmm. for the bike riders. And here in Amarillo, I think we could do that down the road. But for now, if we can just bring awareness mm-hmm. to the car, you know, the drivers, that there's people who are choosing to ride their bicycle, to be aware of them and their safety. But also, you got to think about the people who ride the bicycles. Mm. We have to encourage our community that we're serious about it. And what I mean by that is we also be, have to be aware of the cars. Mm. Sometimes we could get on our bicycles and just ride, excuse me, the word stupid. Yeah. No, we have to be aware and we have to respect the traffic laws too. With that, I want to encourage people to take bicycle riding your bike very serious and take the measures you know wear your helmet you know you see all these yeah. people you know riding their bicycles or motorcycles oh dude, and they look great man. i mean they look cool riding their motorcycles oh, going dude. fast without helmet but what about your safety and what are you telling other people that yeah you really don't care about yourself well and there's so many there is so many motorcycle deaths that would not be deaths if that person had just been wearing a helmet, it would it would be maybe some broken up, you know, a broken arm or some broken appendages. But what killed them was not wearing a helmet. If they had been wearing a helmet, they would be alive. You know, it just blows my mind. Um, for for what for coolness? Like who who gets to de- decide what's cool? Like you know, it is kind of interesting and uh, and it's, it's foolish. It is foolish because. You love to ride your motorcycle or your bicycle. So why not do it for longer time than mm-hmm. and wear your helmet? Because if you get into an accident, most likely, you know, hey, something could happen to you if you're not wearing the helmet. Mm-hmm. But if you're wearing it, you're preventing. 85% can be in, head injuries can be prevented by wearing a helmet. Dang. Yeah, that's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, 85%. So... Why not just get your helmet if you're a bicycle or motorcycle rider and, you know, do it for yourself, do it for your family. So this is where I'm going with that. If you're riding a bicycle, I encourage everybody to ride, to wear a helmet 
make sure you wear on your helmet make sure you have your lights especially in bicycles oh yeah lights. you know because when you're riding your bicycle you're out you go to your coffee place shop or you go to a bar before you know it it gets dark and you're riding your bicycle in darkness put a front light and a back light you know those red lights that are flashing on your back and a nice front light I really encourage people to do that, especially when they come to critical mass. Yeah. Well, and you get like uh, we always had the we have the spoke. We used to do a lot of riding uh, over in Wolfland area. We lived over in that area, and we would just cruise around, you know, um, hanging out with friends or whatever. And we always put the uh, the lights that change color in the wheels. Yeah. So yeah. like when you're going, the wheels like glow and they. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of fun. I mean, it makes riding more fun for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's like kiddish or something, but it's just like... Well, we're all kids. Yeah, know, yeah, so we all are. And yeah. that's why we love to ride bicycles. Yeah. So, yes, bring your lights. Come to Critical Mass. You know, we're going to have it last Friday of the month, which yeah. is August 31st. August 31st. We're going to meet at a coffee shop, which is 806 Coffee Shop down on 6th Street, Seven. 45 p.m. 7.45. Yeah, come out. Where are y'all going from there? You know, this time we don't have a route. This time we're just going to freestyle. Oh, no. Whoever's in the front will guide the pack. Ooh. And, you know, we just want to meet people. That's another mm-hmm. thing. When you're riding a bicycle, when you you get to talk to other people, you get to meet those people, and, and we want to make them a real fun. We want to bring that culture um, where people are getting to know each other they're not just you know a city where you live mm-hmm. we want to make Amarillo fun we want to make Amarillo a place where you enjoy living and not just a place where you just here because it's shit right right we want to encourage people to be here to enjoy the city and what the best way to do it when you're just riding your bike and meeting people mm-hmm. so come out to Critical mm-hmm. Mass yeah it's always interesting I've uh you know I'm kind of now I'm I'm edging out the point of time in my life. Sorry, my kid's stomping around. That's cool. That's, that's a two-year-old for yeah, you. Yeah, you gotta though, love dude, kids, you know? right? I know you do gotta love because kids. because we're kids. Yeah, you know, age is just a number. You know, when you sit there and you're like, "Oh, I'm 32. I'm 40." It doesn't matter how old you are. We still kids inside. Oh, our dude, bars, that's one man. of that's one of the most refreshing things about being around like a like. So before Emmett, I hadn't been around a whole lot of little kids. And so now he's hitting this two-year-old, this toddler stage where he, you can tell he's just, he's trying to figure out. He's like, okay, we're playing a game. He's smart enough to realize that there's a game and he's trying to figure out how to play it, you know? So all the time, it's just like seeing him figuring stuff out, seeing him joking, you know? It's just like, it's crazy to see, you know? And it's so refreshing to be around that because... Uh, it seems like so often, like it, it's easy to to get into like playing yourself, you know, just being around, you know, being around coworkers or being around different things. It's it's really easy to to almost detach yourself from the moment, you know. And then when you're around a kid, you realize, dude, it's it's just right now, you know. You go back to what's more important, you know, because. Once you get to the adulthood, we're bombarded by pressure, bills. Um, You want to prove you're successful to your family, to your peers. And we forget the most important part of life, which is just enjoying your family, enjoying 
the basics. And that's what kids can do to you. They can bring you back from all the craziness that life has. Mm-hmm. You know, it just brings you back. And, and, and I'm going to add the bicycle to that. Oh, yeah. So, so a bicycle is almost like being a kid. You ride the bicycle and you connect to your childhood. You connect to, you know, the, the, those days that they were just simple. So what a best way to help yourself, help, help your health. Because when you're riding a bike, it will help you release stress. Mm-hmm. Because as adults, we're stressed 24-7. I mean, who's not stressed these days? Yeah. So when you're riding your bike, it's going to help you release that stress. It's going to help your body stay healthier. will strain your bones will help you on different levels that you, I mean, we could stay here all day long and talk about it. But yeah, so riding a bike will connect to your childhood and bicycles are equals to, what would you say, a candy, or I don't know, what would you say, when you think about a bicycle, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you think? Um, so, so I actually, it's interesting, I feel like it's, it's definitely an empowering thing. Like the feeling when you when you arrive to a place and you step off of your bike, and it's it's funny because since there's not a whole whole lot of bike culture in Amarillo, often people are shocked. They're like, "Whoa, you rode here on your bicycle?" You know, I mean, it's almost like a little bit of like an astonishment comes. You know, but but the feeling, the reason I say that it's empowering, is because as you step off, you know you know that there's less holding you back because now it's like dude just give me a bicycle i can take care of myself if if i have a bicycle you know like you said living a simplistic life um how much do you how much do you rely on other people versus like uh it's almost uh are you eating or are you feeding you know it's kind of a uh so that's what i say like what i would say is like it feels like when you're on a bike you're feeding yeah. You know, you're not necessarily consuming. You're not consuming. eating. You know, you're kind of. Yes. So it's kind of. Yeah. I I agree with you, and and this is why we need to bring that bike culture to Amarillo, to empower people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we live a, in the neighborhood. You know, where there's just more. Um, there are actually some bike lanes in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But if you would think about it, we have the north side where we don't have bike lanes. It's a shame. And we need to encourage the city of Amarillo to put those bike lanes there too. Because north of Amarillo, you know, we have more poverty. Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually use bikes for transportation because they don't have a vehicle. So if we make it easy for them, just think about it, how we can empower those people. Oh yeah. So we need to bring the awareness to that too. The city of Amarillo needs to bring more bike lanes to every neighborhood. So with critical mass, that's what we're trying to do. It like erases excuses, you know? Like that's that's the thing is like uh, I think back to just different points in time in my life talking to different people or even myself whenever it's like, hey, you, uh, you want to go get coffee? I can't. I don't have a ride. Okay, I got an excuse, right, as to why I can't do something. Oh, do you, are you getting a job? Are you getting a new job? No, I can't. I, I don't have a car. Oh, okay, you know. I mean, it's like whenever you have a bike, it erases a whole lot of excuses. You can't really say that you can't do something because of that. So then it, it like almost uh, confronts you with, 
well, what do I need to change in order to have stuff happen in my life? You know, because it's not getting there because I can get there now. So maybe I have social anxiety or maybe I have, who knows? Everybody has crap that they're dealing with, you know? We all do. We all got, we all got, we all got like brains. And it's funny for as like amazing as they are, like I don't think about breathing necessarily and, you know, uh, my metabolism runs uh, for all of its like, genius like that there's all these limitations you know as well as like getting stuff done like we were just talking before the podcast about that like um erasing the excuse um to to sit down and do work you know to to record a podcast to schedule it out to schedule uh to align schedules and different stuff like to make it happen yeah 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 because like you're saying, we put excuses to whatever it is. And it should not be an excuse for us to say, well, I cannot meet you because I don't have a vehicle. No, get yourself a bike and you can get a cheap bike. In fact, the bike I bought, I bought it from a, a super cheap, nice road bike. You know, it's from 1980s and I didn't spend a lot of money on it. So yeah, if you want to spend a lot of money on a bike, hey, that's your thing. But let's not put excuses. And, mm-hmm. and, and going back to that, if you're doing a podcast or whatever you're doing in life, we tend to say, well, I don't have the right tools, therefore I cannot do this. No. We have the most important thing, which is ourselves. If you have yourself, you can do anything. And it doesn't matter what tools you have. Let's say you're doing a podcast. You might not have the best equipment, but yet you're doing it because you're passionate about it. Once again, I think people can do anything if they're passionate about it. Right. And so so then then the point of society is to stoke these just these different passion fires, right? So how can we get these like these little passion fires and turn them into big passion fires, you know? Um, we and, need people and, to bring awareness to it. Right, right. Well, I, I would say bike, bike riding is one of those ways. Um, yeah, exactly. So if we bring awareness to Amarillo, mm-hmm. we're going to get more bike. It's like, more body, it's like body awareness, um, self-awareness. Your awareness grows with your community. You start seeing the homeless guy who's under a tree. And that's kind of one of the things that I think is... <clears throat> is amazing about uh especially doing a comprehensive bike lane of the entire municipality of amarello not excluding places not working around places but doing it to the entirety man you're going to create a web of connection throughout the whole city because it's fun once you start riding it's fun to do more riding so you're going to explore trails you're going to hit different loops you're going to do i mean it's Make it fun to ride the bike around Amarillo and see all these different. Because you know, a lot of people they uh, they classify this area as this. Amarillo is this. But dude, if you if you go to different corners of town, they're completely different. Like even looking, you know, from economic levels to also terrain to age of the city, you know. Crazy. I mean, the north side, we have great people, different cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the Somalis, we got the Mexican, Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. And all those people, you know, if you, we make back lanes where they connect to those kind of neighborhoods too, they're going to feel connected to the city. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to feel that they need to have a vehicle to go to downtown. I mean, right now, we're trying to bring downtown to life. 
we're trying they're investing a lot of money in the baseball stadium mm-hmm. they're investing money in new restaurants and all this kind of stuff they're going but what about the community are we investing in the community and it doesn't take a lot of money to do some right. bike lanes yeah and and it's it's one of those things that if Amarillo, if the city of Amarillo is wondering why their young population wants to leave, all of them say they want to leave, and why there's not mass flocks coming of young people, it's it's little things like that. It's a comprehensive bike lane. It's access to all to different restaurants, and and even with that, you lower the cost of living, and that makes it. You know, if you're trying to pay off student loans or you're trying to get yourself debt free you know that's something that's very important it's like hey can i get around places i don't even have to have a car you know like you don't have to pay insurance on a vehicle i mean there's um there's like multiple people who only have bikes in amarillo right that i mean are yeah like my friend john Mm -hmm. you know he he doesn't drive he just rides his bicycle he has to fix it by the way yeah and he gets around in town now it could be more easy if we have bike lanes I, we don't I, even have a bike lane on 6th Street. We need to it? add a bike lane oh, on 6th Street. I know, that's Street. crazy. How do we not have a bike lane on 6th Street? All the retails, all the restaurants, coffee mm-hmm. shops, bars. You know, if you're riding your bike, most likely you're going to stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. Instead, of, when you're driving a car, you're just flying by. Right. So it will benefit not only the people who ride bicycles if we add bike lanes, but it will benefit the businesses. Oh, yeah, dude. That And that's a huge resource that... Um, I think will pan out in the future or will like prove to be um, one of the strongest portions of Amarillo as far as retail and businesses and bars and restaurants. I mean, that's going to be a little powerhouse strip the same way downtown is uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, downtown is coming up. There's mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff happening, but let's add a bike lane to Let's that get place. some bike lanes. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. That'd be great. It would be great, dude. And that that is one of the things I love... When you can make little moves like that, like you were saying, I actually enjoy, I've started running, I've stopped going to the gym quite so much, just running from the house, Uh, but I was, I've done some biking back and forth to work, and I'd really like to get a nice setup to where I can be more primarily on bike, like going out to dinner this evening, we take bikes instead of having to take cars, because it's a good way just to get the family, like just to spend time with each other, like you were saying you know develop better connections you know yeah you connect better you just uh, going more slow because mm-hmm. we tend to live the fast life and that's what a vehicle does to you we're in the demand we, we want to get from point a to b as fast as possible and we forget the basics just enjoy life you know and, and to me that's what a bicycle does to me personally yeah. i'm not talking for everyone else but i think this is a fact when I ride a bike, I'm connecting to myself and I'm just more happy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, dude. There's nothing better. And I don't exactly... There's nothing better than drinking a couple of beers and hopping on a bike. <laughs> with I totally friends. agree with that. You know, like throwing... Yes. In, and even having like a little speaker. Yeah. Like, you know, having a little speaker, jamming some music and just cruising with a group of friends. There's nothing yeah. better than that. I don't I, think. I, I mean, agree it's, with that, man. And, it, and it's always one of those things like... It, it seems to make the conversation better, you know, and especially if you're having like a weird interaction with like within a group, you know, like uh, maybe you're introducing somebody new into like a group of friends. If you're on bikes, 
dude, it breaks down. There's like no wall. By the time you arrive wherever you're going, everybody's, you know, we can, connected. There's yeah. connected. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy, man. It's a lot of fun. I definitely want to see that that improves um, for Amarello and for like the culture of Amarello because I, I really think, like, I don't understand why there aren't huge tech companies in Amarello. Like, it doesn't make sense to me because because part of what you could do is provide housing for your employees. And and basically, it's a steal compared to, like, Austin or Denver or anything. Like, real estate in Amarillo is uh, pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Amarillo, like we were saying earlier, is cheap to live. You know, housing is cheap. So, to bring these companies to Amarillo... We have to have a culture that promotes not only our typical lifestyle, which is, you know, we drive our cars, we just go from work to home. We need to uh, motivate people to come to Amarillo because we have more than that. We have the bike culture. We have, let's say, great food restaurants, great shops. Amarillo College. It's a great great It's a great place to go and a great community. So with that, Amarillo has the potential to grow. We just need to get people involved, people to come out to do different stuff. You know, not only for critical mass. This is just one aspect that we can help Amarillo with. Right. Just one aspect. And if we can bring the community to ride bikes, to do other things that connect people, Amarillo will have more of a better future. Yeah, what do you have any insight into bringing groups out? Because it seems like, at least from the little bit I've tried to, and then the couple of times I've been involved with trying to get large groups of people out, it's it's almost like it's almost like there's a wall in in number or something like that, or. You know, like uh, Shannon, one of the things Shannon and I have talked about recently is uh, the thing with like our generation now is like you don't ever make plans. It's like, hey, what are you doing next Wednesday? Oh, I don't know, but I'll hit you up if I'm free. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, well, I'm not going to be free. Like, I who has all this free time to just yeah. be, you know, like. Well, well, I was just reading an article about that. Our, our generation tends to be more busy because, you know, we have m- our 40-hour jobs, you know, some people have mm-hmm. kids already, but we also feel that we need to have more friends. We want to have closer friends, and we don't do nothing about it, right? The way to get people out is just keep encouraging them, you know, keep doing these events, keep inviting them, keep telling them, hey, come out. They might say, yes, I will, and then they don't show up. But if you invite them the next time, they might show up. Yeah. We just got to keep trying. Don't give up. And, you know, Critical Mass, you know, we've been doing this for a few months. We had one time 10 people. The other time we had 20. And, you know, you cannot get discouraged. If one person shows up, that's good enough to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just got to keep inviting people. And and, and eventually, we're going to have 40, 50 people riding bikes on critical mass so let's not give up and let's just keep pushing for mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty cool i 
There's definitely more than 40 hardcore cyclists in Amarillo. I agree with there's you. There's way more I than that. I agree with you, know? you, so come out. Yeah, there's all, I know a lot of... the. Actually, one of my buddies, I'm planning on having him on the podcast in the future, but his name's Randall Keys. He just rode the Leadville 100 oh, and, man. and got the, the, be, the buckle. Uh, I can't remember what the time frame is, but it's like sub-12 hours or sub... I can't remember what the belt buckle qualification to say that you finished it but he made it with time to spare he said it was like the hardest thing he's ever done in his life but he's a he's a maniac and he's kind of one of those guys that's interesting because he went this one of the things i'm probably going to talk to him about but he went from like the motorbike culture the dirt bike culture and then he switched over into the mountain biking culture which it is like different mentalities like there's a different philosophy maybe that it produces or maybe world outlook i'm not exactly sure how to how to describe that um but like you were saying earlier uh, a lot of a lot of the times the the reactions i've heard to like bike culture or to to cyclists um is it's typically a like you're either for it or a hundred percent against it like there's not really much middle ground I know, I know, and, and and the thing is, our culture here in the Panhandle, you know, uh, if you ride in a bike, you're poor. If you ride in a bicycle, it's because you cannot afford a car. That's mm-hmm. what people think. But we're gonna change that. And there's great people in the Panhandle. You know, I, I love this area. Oh yeah. I, I really mean it. And you know, I was telling my wife earlier, because we were planning to move to Denver and we ended up staying here in Amarillo. And I was telling her, like, you know what? I love the people here in Amarillo. There's great people, great culture. What else could you ask for? By culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to change. Here. Nice, dude. See, and that's, that's what Amarillo needs more of. And I've heard people say it in the past, but it's, it needs to keep people like you here. People that want to participate in in these different cultures in different places um, and bring it to Amarillo almost in its like true form. You know, it's kind of like a weird deal. There's almost like a there's a goofiness to. At, I used to go up to the rock climbing gym a whole bunch, and it was always hilarious to see the progression because almost anybody who starts rock climbing goes through the same progression where you first, the first time you go in it kicks your ass and you're mm-hmm. sore for a week and then the next time you go in wow you got the three things that you couldn't get last time next time you go in you see this like instant improvement like skyrocket right and then you start thinking you know everything about rock climbing and then you hit that first level the humbling factor where you realize I don't think I'm ever going to be strong. Like like the like the like I thought, you know, like oh, I thought I was just going to be super crazy strong. And everybody when you hit that first plateau, that's where you either stay in it or you disappear from the scene, you know? Like there's always these like leveling factors where you hit these points and it's just like phew, you're you're gone or or you're in or you're all in. Like right. it's crazy like that, you know? I guess it's life. Yeah. <laughs> that's how life is. That man. is how but, life is. But at the end of the day, we just got to keep trying. We got to keep trying different things. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were saying earlier. How can we get people to write? You know, there's going to be people who are going to show up, you know, and maybe they're going to disappear. But we just got to keep trying. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and you know, it is part of it too. Would you say is getting on the right machine, the right bicycle? Like, do you think that? Because um, I've I've said on you know different mountain bikes, different road bikes, and there is something when you sit on like a, one of those perfectly engineered machines that's you know designed you know with with a like a certain amount of intention you know it, it it's almost like motorcycle riding you know you you want to um you want to sit on it you know like you want to be identified as oh this is my kind of bike that i'm riding you know uh, i would say yes and no and uh when i what i mean by that is yes because you want to get a bike that it represents you in a way you know Let's say you like road biking. So get something, you know, you enjoy riding. Get something that reflects you. But at the same time, it's not because in life, we cannot put excuses once again. And if you, I don't have this, I cannot do that. Mm. If you live in Amarillo and you want to see Amarillo change for better, and then come out and, and whatever you, you're promoting. Let's say you're promoting recycling let's say you want less trash and we want to recycle we want to put the plastic here we want to put the paper here whatever you're doing don't give me the excuse that well i cannot do anything because i don't have the right tools no do some flyers put them on your neighbor pass them out do whatever you got to do don't give me excuses right so it's the same thing with bikes let's say you got a crappy bike at your house it doesn't matter. Come out. It's not about your bike. Yeah. It's about changing the culture. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a cool bike, good for you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a uh, a particular like mechanic you use or bike shop you use here in Amarillo? I actually do my own mechanic work on oh, my bike. Nice. But um, there's great bike shops. That that's kind of one of the things like I, I've noticed about people when they really get into like the bike culture that you it's almost mandatory that you start learning how to work on your bike and and then almost it seems like people who are pretty on their bike frequently they're constantly tuning up their bike like almost every you know they finish a ride and they you know and they start tinkering on it it's almost like a something to like a religious thing yeah yeah like you got to take care of it you got to take care of your steed yeah i agree with you but i'm more of a free spirit yeah i i, I love my bike but i'm a type of person who i just let it ride man. that's me let's, dude. let's go ride you know, I enjoy it, and then I bring it home, and I say, "Baby, you're gonna sit here for tonight. I'm gonna sleep." And then the next morning, I just go right there. Yeah, so, <laughs> you don't have to tune it up every day. Yeah, it's so. funny because I'm I'm a I I describe that first person, but that's not me. Okay. Like I, all my bikes are like decrepit. It's actually yeah. sad. I I'm I need to I need to get them all tuned up because yeah. I've let them I've let them get bad. But right. um, it doesn't funny. take a lot to tune up a bike, so you can do it. Yeah, just get, throw a quick throw a quick tune on it. Yeah, but right on, man. So what's the what's the background? You got into it a little bit. The back. Well, here actually, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna pause for a second. All right. Oh, Che Apalche. Yeah, he's from Argentina. From Argentina. Oh, on a world tour from yeah. Argentina. So what we're talking about here, people? Uh, we're we're back. We're back from break. Dexter had to go to the bathroom and and fill up his coffee. 
Typically, I don't speak about myself in the third person, but it seemed appropriate there. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. But uh, Tecla House. Yeah. Which is, if you're in the Amarillo area, it's a new house show venue, and they're hosting different different acts there. Um, and every, you know, I've, I think I've only been to one show there, but it was super cool, dude. That back, the, just the fact that they have a stage in their backyard, it's like I know I've only been once there too, and it's real neat. It so. is cool. I'm happy they're doing that, and I look forward to continue going. And that's what we're talking about. I mean, real is changing. There's oh, dude, it's people. That's the thing is. So I moved halfway across town, still off of I-40. I've always lived off of I-40. Even when I lived out in North Carolina, I lived off of I-40. <laughs> Winston Salem, I-40 went right through the middle of Winston Salem. But um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so Gunner Wadowski, who he's been. Do you know Gunner? I don't. You don't know Gunner? Man. See, sometimes I, I probably have seen him around, but I'm just oh, yeah, so yeah. bad with names. Man. Oh, okay, okay. Forgive me. Yeah, all yeah. these people that I meet all the time, uh-huh. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> like, oh man, forgive me, please. Yeah, forgive me, please. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the same way, man. But my problem is, I really remember faces and I really remember stories, but I'm terrible with names. Yeah. So I'll know here. all this about somebody that I remember from our previous conversation, but I can't remember their name to save my life. But right. um, anyway, he ha- he hosted he's hosted several house shows right. and and some does some stuff. But he lived at the end of my alley, hmm. so anytime he had a house show, I could just walk down there. Sweet. Well, now move across town and now i still have access to like a house show venue that you know have have house yeah the tecla house so yeah Yeah, i'm super excited um that's that's the thing is is hard to explain number one to the older generation of amarillo how amarillo is changing and also to the people who lived here 10 years ago that left that are saying i would never go back there it's a hellhole and they really like talk bad on amarillo but but they, the emerald that they're referring to maybe never existed. I think a lot of that's manifest. You know, like if if you're the place that you live is so bad, then you probably have a psychological reason why you're telling yourself. You know, like almost like a coping mechanism or something. Like you, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm I'm ninety percent there with you. But once again, I think the issue is we take for granted what we have. We always, as humans, this is my philosophy, as humans, we're always seeking for more. We always think the grass is greener on the other mm-hmm. side, you know. And when we're here in Amarillo, if you want to move, go ahead. It's cool, you know, go get the experience. I love traveling. This is one thing that I'm passionate about. It. I love traveling. I love seeing new places. But don't take for granted the place you live in. And if you want to see something happening within your city, take the initiative. Right. Do it yourself. Make it happen. Make it happen. I have a, um, a question for you. So you were talking about human nature and how the grass is, grass is greener thing. Well, it's interesting because if you look back at Amarillo, it's not been occupied by the white man for forever. You know, back when the, the Indians lived here. Uh, I always think it's interesting that it seemed like they were very content with what they had, at largely as a culture. Like they, they didn't really, they weren't seeking change. They were like all content and they're happy with their lifestyles. And then it was like the Westerners came in and it's like, no, we need more, more railroads. No, we need, we need more industry. No, we need more work. We need more productivity. We need, we need to like 
consume this land as opposed to just like kind of living on the land, you know? That's one thing I was going to talk to you about was like kind of the connection of thinking of Indians back in the day in this area, eventually the horses making their way, providing transportation where you, you're riding a steed, you know, you got a horse. And then uh, all of the Western days where the horse was the fastest way to travel, you know, um, almost wondering if like humans were meant to travel max speed as fast as a horse like psychologically you know and now it's funny to me because the progressive i don't really like that word progressive but the forward thinking the the visionary people that i come in contact with typically they're like bicycles bicycles are the answer right so it's almost like reverting backwards it's almost like a it 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 appears on the surface as a regression, but in reality, it's a progression. It's it's uh, it's harvesting the best things from the past, you know, and and bringing it to the modern. You know, I want to do. I don't want to go back and do away without dentistry, you know. But maybe they were onto something with transportation, you know, just happened to be on it based off their limitations or whatever, you know. Right, right, and and the thing is that as humans, we're always at the frontier. We're always pushing the boundaries. I mean, we got Tesla. You know, they're doing great work with electric cars. And as humans, we discard the past. Let's say we get something done, something awesome, and we forget about it because we want the next new thing. But with bicycles, they've been around for a long time. And with this, the bicycle is here to stay. And it's an answer to a lot of our modern problems. Traffic. Um, people who are overweight. Some other things that we well, have. Deaths. Dude, I'm more, more than likely, my, my highest probability, like Emmett, my son's highest probability of not making it to 18 is like, I think maybe drowning, but really close to there is motor vehicle accidents. You know, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people die in motor vehicle accidents. Um, and so it, it, it's kind of one of those things, you know, like I almost, I almost view it as a way of building an insurance, an insurance policy for my kid. If there was a comprehensive, by the time he's 16, if there was a comprehensive enough bike route where he enjoyed riding his bike more so than hopping into a car, it's like, okay, it's he's going to make bad decisions because 16 year old boys make bad decisions, but the consequences are a lot lower if he's making bad decisions on a bike versus in a car. Right. And and for example, I agree with you with that, but I'm going to give you an example. Amsterdam. I love that city. I visited a few times. They had the same issue with traffic and car accidents and they changed the culture. Now there is a bike city. It's not a car city. And they were able to change that within, let's say, 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Why can that not happen here in Amarillo? Yeah. There's a place for everyone. You know, we don't want to leave uh, the people who love to ride cars, people who love to have their cars. You know, hey, there's a place for them too. We don't want to leave them outside. Mm -hmm. But I think we can balance the city of Amarillo with bike lanes and cars. So let's get together and let's change it. And this is the thing with Amsterdam. Whenever Amsterdam was having the same issue, 
with traffic, you know, people not respecting the cyclists, kids getting into accidents, people running over them. Moms got together, people got together, and they made changes. I think we can do that here in Amarillo. Oh, definitely. Now, we can we dream? Yes, we can dream. Can we change it? Yes, we can change it. Why Amarillo cannot be the Amsterdam of Texas? Do you have any connections with City Church by any chance? Or do I you know don't. any of those dudes? I don't, to be honest. Um, do they they deliver, during the summer, they deliver meals to kids who don't have meals on bikes. Awesome. They have That's they awesome. have trailer bikes. Uh, my buddy Chris Riley, who uh, he's been a guest on the podcast, one of my buddies, um, he went over and volunteered with them one day and basically just... It's during the summer. They just ride their bikes around and they hand out meals to kids, and that's cool. and it was super. Yeah. It's super cool because I I feel like there's all these innovative ways to like incorporate not only fitness but also charitable actions and uh, strengthening the community. Like that's the thing, man. Is 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 make it to where whenever a kid says, "Hey, I I'm hungry or I want something," make it to where he's going to adults that can say, "Okay, I can show you how to get what you want, both now and in the future." With, hey, don't buy a car and go into debt for buying a car. Get a get a good bicycle. I mean, dude, if you're talking, you drop two G's on a on a bicycle and you're riding. A a oh, premium man. a premium like dude like one of those and I I always think like um you know you go with like a twenty nine er hardtail with uh you know so it's a mountain bike frame but you put like some slick tires on it or something like that maybe a little bit beefier than slick tires there is nowhere in Amarillo that you could not ride I agree with and you. and very quickly I mean uh, I think you said your buddy's name was John yeah I. I was either it, maybe it was you, maybe it was you at Golden Light. Were you telling me that a lot of the times you'll leave from a place and he'll leave from a place on his bike at the same time and he'll beat you wherever you're going, even if you're in a vehicle? Yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, now with the bike you can get faster in different places here in the city. Mm-hmm. So yes, you can get quicker in a bike than in a car most of the time. So ride a bicycle. Yeah, it's almost like you. Like you were saying, even like the excuse of oil, it will take me longer. It's like, maybe not. Maybe yeah. maybe once you get going with a bicycle and really into the culture of the bicycle. Because part of it is you want to start pushing your limits and testing yourself. Like to where you're going to maybe do a ride to Canyon. Ride from Amarillo to Canyon. And it, there are actually some riders. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I go to Canyon sometimes... I see people riding their bicycles from oh, yeah. Canyon to Amarillo or, you know, Amarillo to Canyon. So there is people out there. We just got to connect. Do you have a flyer up at like Sun Adventure and OE and Hills? I don't have a flyer, but we do have one on Facebook, you know. Okay, I, yeah. I spread it out. Dude, you should you should people. get some flyers, man. Definitely. And, and, and stick them up. Uh, I tried it. So I do like the Panhandle podcast meetup and the goal, which you listen to quite a few podcasts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What, which all ones do you listen to? Different um, this American Live. Yeah, this, I just love to one. listen to different yeah. podcasts. So for the podcast meetup, which is kind of based off of trying to bring the pot the sub uh, subculture of podcasting to kind of to where you actually meet other people, 
it's a very diverse community because there's so many different types of podcasts. But anyway, I, 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 I wasn't very successful with bringing a lot of people out. Like pretty much the, the group that showed up was all like direct connections. I didn't have any, anybody that just stumbled in, you know, but I put out some flyers and stuff like that. But, um, it's difficult to hone in on those people versus bike shops. Like typically, I mean, I know there's some, there's some bicyclists and, um, you know, people that ride mountain bikes who just hang out in the bike shop, you know, they're in there all the time. And, um, have you ever done like the, the, like MS 150 or one of those like larger tour rides? I've done the 24 seven hour, no 24, seven hours at the Canyon. Yeah. 24, 24, 24 hours, hours at the, the Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. yeah. I've done that. Uh, P3, which is from 575, you know, Pixaria. Oh, yeah, dude, that's so fun, man. Like, every year. That's a big shout out to P3, 575. That's so fun every year. I love doing it, dude. It's coming pretty soon, probably October or September. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, big shout out to 575 for that, man. That is so fun. Like, they got to keep it up. They do got to keep it up, man. And it's grown so much, dude. So, see, there's people who are Which I saw saw last year, y'all dressed up. Yeah. Y'all were. How would you describe that? I saw it on y'all's Facebook, Man. but it was like, because y'all were classy, dude. Yeah, we were y'all, wearing the classic clothes, like 1800. Yeah, know. dude, y'all, y'all, looked, y'all looked classy. I saw y'all that day. You know, I didn't know you. It was kind of one of those things where, but I remember seeing both of y'all because that's the thing is a lot of people will dress up for for yep. P3, P3. And it is funny. I've got a, a one of my buddies, his dad always wears a kilt, you know. Do you yeah. know the Stricklands by any chance? Like I said, man, I probably seen him well, around. Sean, so Sean's the dude that rides the really tall bike. Okay, yes, yeah, he, yes. he cruises. Yeah, which it's kind of like, dude, yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah I like oh, his yeah. bike actually. Oh yeah, yeah. They always we I. It's like those. I end up linking up with them. It seems like every year, and it's always such a blast. You know, that's awesome, man. But yes. um, yeah, that's cool, man. So um, what it, what would your what would your goal be? Like, if you were to say, like, let's say. I were to like okay, I'm I'm the city mayor, right? I'm the mayor. I'm Ginger Nelson or whoever. And I were to say like, give me like three goals that you think would be attainable within five years in the bike community. What would you say? Uh, first of all, uh, bicycle culture. You know, encourage at least ten to fifteen percent of people to ride the bikes to work, to go out to eat. Just use it as a transportation. Second will be at least add more bike lanes where I can connect all neighborhoods to downtown. You know, if you can add one bike lane for every neighborhood that goes to downtown, that will be a mass change. So like a theater system almost, like make it like an artery system all feeding into downtown. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because we always want downtown to be like Dallas, Austin, we cannot have that if we're not connecting with everyone. And I think the back lanes would do that. And a third one will be just bring that culture where people feel part of the community. And by bringing the bike culture, which is going back to the number one goal, by doing that, you're able to connect people and they feel part of the community because they actually are invested. They see that 
the mayor or the city of Amarillo is doing something about it. And then they want to f- uh, put their little piece of grain. They want to help too. And most likely they will start writing too. Mm-hmm. Well, this is super interesting to me, man, because like, so you had the out, right? So um, you've lived here a long time. I've lived here since my junior high school. And you see with, I've seen it with all my friends, like they get these little like, these little paths out, right? And so some it college is one path out. But then also once you get out of college and you start, you have a job, you have the possibility of a job taking you away from Amarillo, right? So you're sitting on this. So basically you're sitting on the out. You're sitting on a job going to a place with a developed culture that you're into, I'm into. I mean, you go up there with from from beer to bikes to concerts They've got it all. We went up there and did the uh, the Colfax Half Marathon. My wife and I went up, I think it was in August. No, it wasn't. I don't know when it was. I'm trying to remember. I'm going blank. You're going to remember but anyway, later. It was like two, <laughs> mo- two months ago or something like yeah. that. I, maybe three months, right in that area. But all of that to say, we go up there to run that half marathon. Dude, there's hundreds. I don't know if there's hundreds of thousands, but there was definitely multiple thousands of people out there to run this thing. And the whole time we're running, it was a crowd of people, and there's people lining the streets the whole way. It was just the culture up there is definitely developed, um, or it's budding out, you know? Like it's it's a mature plant. It's a mature flower, you know? Whereas Amarillo's going that direction but it's just interesting to me like so what was it that compelled you from from taking the ticket out from from going to a place where where it's developed you know uh well to be honest first of all is family family all my family's here and second amarillo has a lot to offer yeah yeah it has a lot to offer you know we have now we have a brewery. Mm-hmm. Got, Several. Yeah. Pondesetta. Uh, yeah, Pondesetta right. is yes. about to open yeah, up. And totally then six right. cars open. Totally right. Yeah, we've got uh, two. What is it? The Wolf Spoon? The, the Wood Spoon. Oh, yes. yeah. And I could have forget that. Yeah. They're the original. Yeah. Uh, the Long Wooden Spoon. And they, they've been at it for a while. And they do some great stuff. They do some great beers. we got great restaurants. Great beer. Top of the, top of the line for sure. we got outdoors. Mm-hmm. And it's cheap to live here. So there's a few things, a few reasons why I stay behind. I don't even want to say behind because, no, I'm not staying behind. I'm staying in Amarillo. Right, right. I'm, I'm choosing. Yeah. And I want to see Amarillo changing, so I'm putting my little piece of grain to make a change, you know, yeah. which is in the bike culture. Right. Well, and it's, it's so much more than that. Like, so that's, that's one of the things you got to – Almost like it's like setting up dominoes. So like if you set up the domino of bike culture and then you set up the domino of fine of good restaurants, you set up the domino of a thriving beer culture. If you thread up you set up live music, concerts, art, art. art dude. There's, that that's a man, very good point, dude. We There's, have a lot of 
great artists mm-hmm. in that role. Mm-hmm. A lot of great artists. Yeah, dude. Like the uh, well, you know Malcolm Byers. Have you do you, mm. have you follow? I follow him on Instagram. I think my wife went to school with him. I don't okay. know if I've ever actually met him, but I probably um, follow him too. Yeah, he he does a lot of like graffiti, uh, big mural. Pe- I I don't I wouldn't say graffiti. No, it's it's murals. Yeah. Like he does very large murals and very very beautiful. Um, I mean, on the level of fine art, Rachel Edwards as mm-hmm. well. You know, like. There's these people that are doing these works on the level of fine art, and they're doing them all over the place in Amarillo. And here in Amarillo, yeah, 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 yeah. here in Amarillo. Yeah, so. it is interesting. There is, there does seem to be something dragging people back, and it's always been that way. I do definitely think family is like a large portion of it, you know. And like once you get sucked into a community here, it's like once uh, once you make some connections and you get peripherally in on somebody's group it's like it sucks you in because everybody's like it's uh, almost like everybody's clinging to like the raft in the middle of the ocean you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah. the second you find somebody that you click with or that's yeah. cool you're just like Kah! yeah I'm you know you stay, you know it's like all right thursday yeah. night you're doing this saturday morning you're doing yeah. this we got you know all these things it's yeah. like you just like latch on you know right um so there it's i don't exactly know what had me saying that about the community's life no that we have many things happening mm-hmm. that's what you were going people with. are so yeah. excited man yes. you, and you meet these talented people like the first friday art walk you meet uh the critical mass bike ride yeah. you you have all of these different places where it's an opportunity to meet somebody that hopefully hopefully will take you out of your comfort zone whether it be a refugee or somebody who's lived up the street from you your whole life, you know, like you can meet these people that can really drag you out of your comfort zone, out of your comfort zone. Yes, because like you were saying, there's Amarillo is a great community. We have everything. We got refugees, which are bringing great things to Amarillo. You know, we all the same. We're just we're the human race. Mm-hmm. And today we call Amarillo our home. So let's make the best out of it. Let's embrace everyone, every color, every shape, and let's change Amarillo for the best. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Cause that that is, it's it's so funny because it's like almost if we could just learn to unite in our diversity, unite in the fact that we are all unique individuals, not uniting in, or you know, you can't really necessarily clump us into a group. You know, you if you unite on that, then, dude, the sky's the limit, it would seem. You exactly. Know? Um, beautiful. And, and, and we got to respect other people's uh, way of thinking. I agree with that, too. But what makes a community is respecting and embracing each other. Yeah, like a synergy. Like yeah. there's like a synergy that every, it, it almost like it brings everybody around it in the same formation, almost like an orbit or yes. something, you know, so that nobody owns it more than any other, like, one group. You know, it's like a everybody's... Exactly. And with that, I would like to say critical mass, I'm not doing it. It's not me who... I'm the leader or I'm the one who... If, you had, if I'm not there, it doesn't happen. No. Mm-hmm. Critical mass is for everyone. Everybody is... The leader. I'm not the guy who's doing this and I'm the important person who's doing it. No, everybody's part of it. Today I'm doing it. Tomorrow someone else can do it. Yeah. It's not about me. 
It's about the bi culture. Right. Yeah. It's not about me. So come out and and embrace everyone who's there. Get to meet people. So don't feel like, hey, I'm this guy is taking the lead. I cannot take the lead and and invite all the people. No, I don't. If you want to take the lead and invite someone else and you want to encourage other people to do it. Please do it. It's like bring your group. Like that's yeah. actually that's that's encouraged is to bring as many people as you can because it is the more people that are riding, the more empowering it is. Like P three, dude, it's so fun riding all with that many people. Yes, and it's it's people all over the the spectrum of uh, of Amarillo. But like riding with that large of a group, I mean, people start like they're like standing in their front yard, just watching, like in disbelief as all these people ride. You know, it's just it's cool to experience. It's beautiful, it. yeah. That, it that's what I would say. It's beautiful. You see all kinds of people, different bikes, and mm-hmm. just enjoying ourselves yep. riding bikes. Yeah. Well, cool, dude. We're at an hour and twelve. Um, I'll I'll ha- I'll let you go. Awesome, um, man. But. The way I'm starting to end my show is, first off, did you think of a song that you'd like to play out at the end of the podcast? Yeah, uh, Chicano Badman. Chicano uh, Badman? Which is, uh, freedom is free. Yeah. Wait, freedom is free? What is, is that the band That's, name? No, Chicano Badman is the band, and the song is freedom is free. Some people might not agree, but... Chicano Batman, Freedom free. is Free. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're a great band. They're from LA. Oh, you know, nice. A lot of people don't know them, but they're, they're great. They're great. Okay, yeah. and then um, next is how would, so this is the last question. How would you define success or how do you define success? That's a great question. Success to me is when you find yourself as a human that you you're happy with your situation it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars in the bank or a dollar yes we all need money we all need it don't get me wrong and that's why a lot of people we're here in the united states you know for the the opportunities Mm -hmm. but you learn that life is more than just material things and the money and the big house and the nice car when you're connected within your own cell, when you love your kid, when you love your wife, when you love your parents, that's being a successful person. Because when you go to bed at night and you think how your relationships are going with the people who've been around with you forever, and you feel that it's a great relationship, what else could you ask for? Because when we die, you know, we'll have our beliefs. You might be a religious person or you might, you're not a religious person. But at the end of the day, we, we all probably going to die, right? We, you can all, we can all agree yes. that death is, it's, death is coming. It's coming, you know? What are you going to take when you die? What are you going to, when you're in your last minute in your bed, what are you going to remember? Is it the bank account or is it the love that people give to you? The, the love you share with other people. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things I'm always fighting with, to be honest with you. As a 
Mexican American, you come to here and they say the American dream. You know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to be successful. You got to go to college, you got to have the bigger house. But and then you look around and you're like, this is not making me happy. So successful, success to me has been satisfied with what you have. That's what I would say. Growing content. Content. That's, that's a great word yeah. for it. Yes, being content. And if you want to change, do it. But do it for yourself. Right. Yeah, part, part, of, part of it is, um, just to piggyback a little bit on, on what you just said, it's like um, what, I, what I notice is like whenever I feel the most successful, um, it's, I feel successful in the realization that it is not me that makes myself successful. And and the, so it's the it's the people that choose to hang around with me and choose to keep me around, and then it's almost like I gotta hold on for dear life because like basically they're the only thing that make me successful. If if they didn't want to be around me, then I would not consider myself a successful person because I would be alienating the ones that that I love instead of instead of bringing them in, you know, and and making myself more useful. To them, if you can make yourself more useful to the people that you love, then you're gonna be loved more. Uh, yeah, dang, that's you're gonna be happy with that. Yeah, you know, it's it's just life is a complicated thing, and and success. Uh, we misuse that word, to be honest. I think because different countries, uh, different areas in the planet, we we think of success different. But I think it boils down to the to the basics, which is your connections with your loved ones. And that's what we're going to take at the end, man. That's what we're going to take at the end. And love your family. Love your friends. Love your neighbor. And if you, somebody did something to you, forgive them. You know, that really there's nothing good holding rudges or hatred on your heart because... At the end of the day, you're doing damage to yourself. So share your love to everybody, and and don't 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 hold that hate because it doesn't do no good to you. So just love. That's what you need. Just love, love man. Love is all you need. <laughs> yeah. Love is all you need. Yeah. Well, right on, dude. I really appreciate you doing this. Um, and um, about to play out, Chicano Badman. Freedom is free. So, right on, man. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, man. Nobody likes you, nobody cares. Nobody wants you, nobody cares. To extend a greeting, a connecting lands. Life is just a jaded game to them. They will give it a chance.
So I'm here with Emmett. He's going to help me do the uh, the show outro. Here, let me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you all for listening. I'd like to thank today's guest, Luis Garcia, Critical Mass Bike Ride, Amarello. Check them out. Um, I'd like to thank today's sponsors, Happy Hour. Visit uh, happyhourtexas.com. Check out their website. You can do online orders. Uh, follow them on Instagram at happy. Uh, happy hour texas um and uh just uh patronize them they open up pat yeah pa- did i say that right babe what patronize or patronize yes you did yeah it may not be the best word choice yeah but well support support them you know um Give give them a follow and and they all they open August thirtieth of this month. Um, give me a uh, follow on Instagram. Check out Facebook. Uh, give me a follow on iTunes. Uh, share the episode if you feel so inclined. And uh, do you have anything you want to say, Emmett? Yeah. What do you want to say? Goodbye. What? Goodbye. I I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna say something? Oh, you gonna sneeze? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, from uh, 
from Emmett and myself. Uh, thank you all for listening, and until next time. You want to say bye? Yeah. Say bye. No, don't wave. They can't hear you. It's a microphone. You got to say bye. Say yeah. bye-bye. 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 All right.